All right, I'll I'll work it out from there. <laughs> so, how's it going, guys? It's going. I just good. took an ice bath for basketball. You just took an ice bath. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Not did you going do that well. at the high school, or did you like empty the freezer when you got home? I did it at the high school. We have like a blow up pool, and we fill it with ice and water. Is this mm. in the trainer's office, or is this just a? Like, no, it's a at the trainer's office. Walmart. Okay. The trainer's office sounds like it got really space age since I went there. Yeah, she's good. She's like good. Oh, it wasn't a she when I was there either. That explains Why do it. Things have to change. There's been two other she's since Jeff, the trainer. Wait, what? We're on the second trainer after Jeff now? Yeah, her name's Elisa. Man, the strangers on the internet are going to not connect with our conversations <laughs> about the, the trainers at our specific high school <laughs> from six years ago. Ice baths, Bradford area high school, we're off to a good start. First of all, I think the only person that might listen to this podcast is going to be our mother. So the least we can do is take some time to explain what a podcast is for her benefit. I don't even really know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Rachel, you probably don't know at all. <laughs> Chris, what's your experience with podcasts? Well, once upon a time on my old phone, I had this app called uh, Podcast Addict, and I subscribed to a few shows such as uh, Hello Internet, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Um, yeah, I think I set you up with that app. I'm subscribed to like 15 or 16 shows, so I I love them. Anyway, uh, Mom, if you're listening, we are not talking in person. We're on a Skype call, and then we're going to put our conversation on the internet for strangers to listen to. Put on the internet. Yeah, for people that we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and... Like, the, the best thing that could happen is that people that we don't know listen to this and then get angry at us. And it causes, like, an inflammatory response that, like, attracts attention. The topic we decided on for this ahead of time was going to be Kanye West's new album. But what we didn't realize at the time was that Kanye was treating this new album like a high school project that was due on Thursday, and he, like, <laughs> didn't feel like putting in the time. Complete with because... Microsoft Paint art. <laughs> oh my god. The cover for this album is amazing in how little effort it looks like. It looks like something my friend Harrison makes like photoshop covers for like his rap groups and it looks like one of those it looks it looks it worse looks, than one of those it looks like the cover that our podcast might eventually end up with just in the low effort low production value department but uh let's go like as far back as possible with our history with this album because chris told me about eight months ago what he heard the album was going to be like and i still don't understand at all what the phrase is supposed to mean chris what was this album promised it's to be promised to be grilling music and it was my friend christian who told me it was going to be grilling music i have no idea what grilling music is rachel does that phrase mean anything to you out of the box um like maybe you play it at a barbecue when you're having like friends over that's what i figured yeah that's but exactly my thought what is yeah, but, like, that's not a special kind of music. I think that when you're having a barbecue and you have friends over, I think you just listen to your normal music. I don't think it has to be, like, special-made grillin' music. I think what he meant by that 
when Kanye said it was grilling music is that it was music for the masses because he said with Yeezus it was his rebellion against the establishment. He was taking his ball and going home. <laughs> this album is Yeezus a was not for the masses. Like I played Yeezus at Andrew Scanlon's graduation party. I don't know if you were there, Rachel, but people were shocked and appalled. It looked like all the band kids were going to throw up. It's my favorite Kanye album, actually. I know, and you've said that before. It's absolutely not for the masses. Did I ever tell you two about the time that Mom was driving around in the red car, the Hyundai, and I left my iPod in there? Yeah. Yeah, we were playing Yeezus, the album, for our mother, who did not get it. She no, didn't no. Understand. But after she borrowed the car, I looked back on my iPod, and Bound 2, it was in the middle of Bound 2, after I got back in the car, after she used it. She, so she was listening through the album, and then she told me later that day, she's like, I get it now. I like Jesus. I, <laughs> I want to believe her side of the story, which is that she grew as a person, but let's also not rule out that mom just might not have known how to switch the playlist on your iPod. Yeah, that's the reality. <laughs> she can quote lyrics her. from Bound 2. She likes it. But when was the release date for this album announced, Chris? I think it was January. It was around the new year. It was very early January, and he very confidently announced the new album, which I am calling Swish, is coming out on February 11th. And then when was the first time that he changed the name of the album? The first time, it was at first it was actually So Help Me God. It was So Help Me God for about a year, and then it was Swish once he, re- once he uh, okay. announced the album date. So it was So Help Me God... And then it was Swish. And then around two weeks ago, he tweeted that he was done with the album. He declared that Swish was going to be the greatest album of all time. And then it was like 48 hours before he changed the name of the album again to T-L-O... No, he changed it to Waves. Yeah. Yes, Waves. I saw that on Twitter. So he changed the name of the album to Waves. How long ago was it that he changed the name of the album from waves to TLOP. That was just a couple days. Yeah. And then later revealed like yesterday that TLOP stands for the life of Pablo. That's what he's going with. By the way, over the past week, he's been tweeting things basically to the effect of it turns out the album's not done. Like he's still sneaking people into the studio to record for it and making changes. And the whole time I just got vibes of like, oh my God, Kanye's final paper for English is due on Thursday and he hasn't even finished reading Great Expectations. (laughs) Like this dude is cramming. And then yesterday he revealed that the way the album would be released was that he was going to do it during his fashion show. So his new line of clothes was revealed today and also the album was playing over it. So, Chris, at what point during today's live reveal did you get onto the stream? I was on the stream right at 4 I downloaded Tidal, which I still thank you for reminding me to cancel my subscription to Tidal. <laughs> I think that it was free if you wanted to just watch it in your browser. I was on my phone, though, because I wanted to listen to it on Forest Speakers. It was pretty spotty. Did you release the actual album or no? Not yet. That was Forrest asking, did he release the actual album? No, I think people are saying that it's going to be midnight. And when I say people, I mean people on Reddit, so, like, who the hell knows? 
the first thing that I heard was basically, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? Because I made that bitch famous. Yup. I knew that I had arrived to a real Kanye event. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say that he made her famous. I'd say he definitely, like, brought a lot of attention to the VMAs, and she also got a lot of, like, free, you know, advertising, just like her name, you know? Do people remember that the reason he said that was that she actually won the award? She was fine after that. She went home, and, like, if she was sad, she could have wiped her tears with her vma (laughs) yeah and she could look at her vma and like tell it about her problems do you think she's more famous than kanye west is well let's look at how many followers they have on twitter follow uh kanye west 18.6 taylor swift 71 million wait it's 18.6 to 71 million yeah that's a lot more than i expected it would be yeah i always thought kanye west was like synonymous with twitter uh, Bill Cosby Innocent, in all caps, with many exclamation points. Oh, no. No, no, so no. So, my, my theory on this is that I don't think that Kanye has slept in, like, a month. Because, like I said, his final paper was due on Thursday, and he hadn't worked on it like he promised everyone that he did. I don't, I don't know if that's an excuse. I don't know if anything excuses that tweet, but... It's an explanation. I think I could totally see him just being exhausted and uh, saying something that outrageous. The reason I think Kanye like changed the the name of this album so much is so that if anyone else ever tried to use those names, Kanye would be like, "Man, way to have my sloppy seconds. It wasn't good enough for me, so now you can't like use it." <laughs> you think that he was carpet bombing the copyright office? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. For Kanye West's next album release, he names it every single title of every single Wikipedia article page. Yeah, he's taking ownership of everything. Or no, that'll be the track list. The track list will be every word in the dictionary. Chris, what did you think of the songs themselves? All right, so I've listened through the album. How many times? Twice. I downloaded a rip from the internet. You've only heard the version that was streamed. You haven't heard the the studio Yeah, versions. that's right. And what did you think? I think the album is among his best work. I think I really genuinely believe that. Have you thought that about every album so far that he's made? Yes. Do you want me to rank them? The question I'm asking is, do you think that he's gotten better every album without stopping? I would say so. I feel like every album is different. Graduation, I think, is at the bottom for me. I think Graduation is my least favorite. That's, like, kind of hard. I, like, it didn't really get into Yeezy that much. I know that's, like, an unpopular opinion. Um, I don't know. I think the average person would say that Yeezus was their least favorite Kanye West album. I think that it's maybe in the bottom half for me. I wasn't in love with 808s and Heartbreaks either. I just listened to it today. I I really love the passion and the emotion he puts on it. I think like the production value was influenced a lot of other people in like a simple way that everyone was like, oh auto tune is cool and like it's not like terrible. Th- it was satirical almost. The satirical auto tune. Yeah. It's definitely the most different album, and I frequently forget about it when I think about his body of work. I think it's the album that kind of turned him into a meme. 
the like things that he did surrounding the release of that album, those were the first things people started to replicate. Like those shade sunglasses and auto tune. That was when the Taylor Swift thing happened. That was the beginning of Kanye becoming more than just his music, I think. He was really becoming a, a pop culture phenomenon around eight oh eights. Rachel. Rank the Kanye albums in your mind. Alright. My favorite one is probably is it is late like registration like the first one that's number two college dropout is the first one okay my favorite is college dropout and then my second favorite was beautiful dark twisted fantasy and then my third favorite was late registration and then i would go graduation 808s and heartbreaks and then easy interesting all right here's my ranking because and I'm going to project where Life of Pablo is going to be because, you know, I've only listened to it twice. But I think number one, Yeezus. Number two, The Life of Pablo. Number three, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Four, College Dropout. Five, Late Registration. Six, 808s. Seven, Graduation. Um... I missed the whole beginning of the stream because I was making a drink to calm my nerves. <laughs> yeah. I was making a drink to calm my nerves because I, I felt like I was going to throw up the whole time. you just handle it? No, I couldn't handle it. Oh I knew I was going to witness something. I was just so nervous. And then I was making a drink you, for my roommate. You love music so much. <laughs> I do. Um, but then when I came back, he was debuting... Ultra High Light Beams? What's the name of this song, even? Ultra Light Beams is the name. Ultra Light Beams. Okay. That track was amazing. Uh, the music, I thought, was all incredible. The music was incredible. What I think we need to talk about is the fashion. I've actually seen on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Don't Kill Me, because I like watched it. But Kylie... No, you're here to be, you're here to be our connection to that side of the story. All right. Well, Kylie was in one of his fashion shows, so I like saw what like the models were like and stuff. Oh my god. Rachel had the most advanced sneak peek of any of us. I mean, it was just like I think it was another line of clothing that he did. Cuz this is his third line, I think. Yeah, this was like it was called like the Yeezus Fashion Show 1 or something. I don't know. What we just watched was Yeezy season 3. Yeah. I couldn't see myself wearing anything that was on stage there. I could see maybe two things. Could you see me wearing any of it? Um, no. No. Rachel, when you think of a fashion show, what do you imagine the format to be? Like, how, do, how does one of those run? I would say that, like, one model would come out, walk down, strike a pose at the end. One's, like, coming on the way back. They, like, pass each other. The other one strikes a pose. It goes over, like, a thousand times. And then there's, like, a big finale where they all walk through. Kanye's models were all out at once. And they were on cubes covered in tarp. What? (laughs) They were cube platforms, like, 20 feet high. And the models stood there for... The entire stream, which was over two hours. These were their instructions. The official performance rules. Quiet, please. No whisper. No smile. No dancing. No sing, unless instructed. No eye contact. No acting. No fast movements. 
No slow movements. No sharp moves. Natural movement. Show pride. Loosen up. No stiffness. No sexy posing. Do not act cool. You are a picture. Be calm. Be strong. Be neutral. Behave as if no one was in the room. Do not break the rules. Your behavior affects the conduct of others. Do not ever look at the Jumbotron. I feel like you just read me the rules for being a Scientologist. <laughs> Is there any particular model that was your favorite, Alex? There was one that started crying near the end of the set, and I wasn't sure if they were like tears of rapture at hearing this album, or if they were like, oh my god, I've been out here for 90 minutes, and I locked my knees an hour ago. <laughs> There was one guy who uh, who had that, uh, I don't know what you call that hairstyle, but coming down in like strands and they were all, his, his black hair was dyed blonde. And I, I see like in the middle of Kanye's set of songs, he was smoking a cigarette just right on stage. He was sitting on the cube and he was smoking a cigarette. Just they were told his... to act natural. I guess that's natural. I couldn't get over him though. He was my favorite. I like the guy that broke into tears. Uh, Chris, what were the top three songs from the stream? The top three songs. I'll have to look at the list for me. My number one favorite is Feedback. Feedback is incredible. It's a song that Kanye West entirely self-produced, by the way, so that's just... Is it the only song on the album that he produced on his own? Yeah, it's the only song for the past few albums that he's produced by himself, so it's pretty significant. That's weird to me, because that used to be his big thing, was that he did the entire album. Lyrics, vocals, production. I mean, that's really changed since my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, I think there's like 60 names attached to that album, and then it's really kind of been a whole crew since then. What's uh, song number two? Song number two, I think, would have to be Famous. The, the Taylor Swift line is outrageous, but I think in... It's outrageous, but in a perfect way. Do you think that Taylor Swift writes a song about him in response? Do you think that she acknowledges this at all? No, I don't. Everything that I know about Taylor Swift makes me think that she's going to write a song about him now. Maybe if they actually did have sex, she would write a song Ooh. about him. But since Ooh. there's no romantic tie, I would say no. Name a bigger headline than it coming out that Kanye West cheated on Kim Kardashian with Taylor Swift. Um, World War Three is breaking out. I don't know if World War Three beats that. I already get the impression they're... Their marriage isn't monogamous. What if what if they kind of have an open marriage where they're both like, yeah, I want to have sex <laughs> with whoever I want. What could you possibly have? They have kids. That? I don't know. I just get that impression. I just wouldn't be surprised if that was their arrangement. You heard it here first. Chris has a hunch that Kanye and Kim aren't monogamous. <laughs> I mean, there's so many other lines about him having sex and talking about having sex with girls in the abstract. That's just the impression I get. Chris's call dropped. I'll get him back. Man. Hey, Rachel. Yeah? I bet you a dollar his phone died. Yeah, he never has his charger. <laughs> I'm back. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Chris, did your did your phone die? No. No, it did not die. Oh. It just, my phone just, like, <laughs> stopped Skype. It was like, Unfortunately, Skype has stopped, and I'm like, okay. Why would you? Chris, is it that your phone doesn't hold a hold a charge, or do you just mm -hmm. really not keep up with it? <laughs> 
Well, it's gone through multiple phones. Um, since I got the new phone, it holds a charge better, and in general, it just fine. So, <laughs> no, I'm good. Anyway, that happens a lot less. Chris, do you want to tell us what your third favorite track was from the stream? My third favorite track, I think Father Stretch My Hands is number three. Can't believe you leave Wolves out of that list. Wolves is a very good track, but I love Punchy Kanye. I guess there's a lot of competition for your list because you think this is his best work yet. Second best after Jesus, but that might change. I mean, this album might grow on me more. Do you know that Lamar Odom was there? He's Wasn't he in the in the hospital? Rachel, he almost died yeah. from an overdose. He was in a coma for, like, weeks. I thought you were the Kardashians correspondent. I do. I know, like, something about that. And, like, Chloe and him are back in each other's lives. But Chloe's still dating James Harden. Oh, I didn't know that. What? How do I know that, but you don't? I don't know. I thought she was single. <laughs> I thought the last person she dated was that rapper who was kind of bad. I don't know anything about this, but I heard Lamar Odom was... This, this was his first public appearance since going into that coma. Who could the blame him? Killed him, man. He was, a, he was one of the first to hear the album, actually. Kanye went to the hospital to show him the album. This album might or might not be on Spotify tomorrow. And what I want to know is, do you guys miss the way Spotify used to be? What is the way that it used to be? The way that it used to be was that Spotify had all the music that you wanted to listen to. Do you remember like five years ago when if you couldn't find something on Spotify, it was because it was really obscure? Yeah. Everyone and their mother is on Spotify, but the stuff that's missing is like actually popular music. Even the obscure stuff I listen to, Alex, like 99% of the time. I find it on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because, like, for small-time artists, that's a place that they absolutely want to be now. But now the people that are missing are, like, Adele's new album is still not on there. Dr. Dre's new album is not on there. And it's basically becoming what Netflix was. Do you remember OG Netflix when Netflix had everything? Yeah. I don't think Netflix was ever like that. Unless you're talking about when you got DVDs. Being sent. Yeah, we were we were like founding customers of Netflix <laughs> in our household. Yeah, we I thought you meant their streaming the service. Yeah. No, we used to get like three to five discs a week in the mail. I watched the entire series of Seinfeld. We way. watched all of Kyle XY throughout those DVDs. Did we watch that on DVDs? I thought we watched it as it came out. Well, I think we, we did got both. cut up on the DVDs. Definitely I think that we need both. to have a podcast about Kyle XY sometime. It oh needs goodness. an entire one to itself. <laughs> Kyle XY was... Looking back, I do not miss that show at all. I rewatched but... it and it was such a mistake. Like, never rewatch Wait, Space Jam. <laughs> never rewatch Kyle XY. <laughs> You'll just the be disappointed. Space Jam syndrome. Wait, this might be excused if Kyle XY was before the TV Golden Age. Was Kyle XY out before or after Breaking Bad? When did Kyle XY end? Uh, Chris, you're you're the stats guy for this production now. Right. Kyle XY. Let's see here. First episode date, June 26, 2006. Final episode date, March 16th, 2009. I can't believe that show ran for three years. Yeah. So yeah, Kyle XY podcast coming up. But what I mean by that is Netflix online used to have pretty much, not everything, but it had so much stuff. And now it's like... It's seasonal, I feel like. 
Back when Netflix streaming first started, Netflix would go to Fox and be like, hey, we want to put this show on our service. They would go to AMC and would go, hey, Breaking Bad's kind of neat. Do you mind if they stream it? And then AMC and Fox would go, psh, whatever, and then, like, throw them the DVDs. And, like, Netflix gave them, like, a box of stamps or something as Mm. payment. And they didn't, the networks didn't understand that the streaming rights to a show had value. And Netflix was the only game in town that was doing it, so that's where it all was. But now there are shows that you need to catch on Netflix. There are shows that you need to catch when they're on Hulu. There are shows that are only on HBO or on Amazon Prime. And it's it's impossible to get access to all of them. And I think the same thing's happening to Spotify, where now it's, oh, there's stuff that's on Spotify, but there's also Apple Music exclusives, and there's stuff that's on Tidal, even though, like, 10 people subscribe to Tidal in the whole world. (laughs) I don't like it. I still have never listened to the Adele album, even though I would like to. I don't like it. I wish that they would come down from their high horse a little bit. The artists that are trying to make a power play by staying off of it. Oh no, I think it started with Taylor Swift. It all goes back to Taylor Swift. She made it cool to diss Spotify. Everyone's been dissing Spotify She really Spotify was the first then. one. Something, a legitimate criticism I have of Taylor Swift is that she disses music streaming in general. She says how music streaming makes it a not level playing field if you're just entering the music industry. She disses Apple Music and then a week later puts her music on Apple Music. So like, that's complete nonsense. When she talks about it in public, the the story is always that artists are being undercompensated for their work when they put them on streaming services. But she is one of the only people that has the ability to make a play like this and people will still buy her album. I think that, Chris, if you recorded a really douchey folk album tomorrow and then tried to sell it, one of the only places you'd be able to get it out to the public would be Spotify. I don't know about that. I think. What about SoundCloud? SoundCloud is SoundCloud is something that you have to pay to put your music on. I didn't know that. No, Forrest has a SoundCloud. He doesn't. I don't know how the paying for it stuff works, but knowing people who do release music, SoundCloud and Bandcamp are like the two ones where you, if you're a nobody, those are probably your best way of getting it out to people. And then if you want to sell them, you play shows, and then you have a merch table with a CD. Before the listeners of this podcast think that I just think that Spotify is an actual alternative for a small artist to get their music out there, you get three cents per play on Spotify. Actually, I think fractions of a penny. It's a way to get people to get access to your music, but it's not a way to get money for your music if you're new. I think that those are different goals, though. Yeah. I think that if... The example I gave was Chris records a douchey folk album tomorrow. You getting it on Spotify and having 10,000 listens but only getting a few bucks from it would make you happier than if it's a different goal that you're trying to to attain, which is getting people to listen to your work. My main point is that it's insincere for Taylor Swift to claim that she's fighting for the rights of small artists when she is probably, by any measure, the most famous musician in the world, bar one or two. All right, I think we're going to call it for now, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you guys to listen carefully because there are steps here. So you want me to stop the recording and then delete it? No. (laughs) 